What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody guys and girls welcome back to another edition of the football function podcast available on all of your podcasting platforms including on patreon if you prefer an ad free experience as always i'm one of the hosts of this show michael ritter you can find me on twitter at michael five ritter and also one of the hosts of the smackdown review the recently gutted smackdown roster of the wwe draft yeah, Raw got the edge. We'll just go ahead and leave it there. But <laughs> nonetheless, you can find me over there if you want to hear um, me and my buddy John Shout talk John. about what's going on in the world of SmackDown. But joining me on this episode to talk about the NFL draft, pretty much to put a bow on the NFL draft and our coverage, uh, young Terrence Minifield, Andy LaFon. Guys, how we doing? Yo, 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 yo. Good, good, man. Glad to be back. Good to be in the studio. Ready to talk these draft classes. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, man. It's nice to hear the intro. It's been a minute. It's been like, what? Well, it's been like 90 fucking days since we've last recorded an episode, it's felt like. So it's good and it's nice to hear the old intro and get down to these, you know, putting a bow on draft season. Yeah, I mean, for sure, we... I guess deserved a little bit of like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. take a little, a little bit of a step back. Yeah, a the draft hiatus. is a milestone. Mm. The draft is a. Uh, I mean, for the I like here on our show, we've been putting in work since January. For some players, even back to May of 2022. <laughs> you know, like Facts. so to finally get to the the finish line is a better way to to look at it. Yeah, it does feel good, and I mean, hey, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So to finally be finished with it and to actually, you know, kind of step back, look at the draft classes as a whole, it does uh, provide some clarity. And now, obviously, we're going to look at these draft classes. We're going to go team by team. Yeah, alphabetical all order. 32 alphabetical order, starting yep. with the Cardinals, and we're going to pretty much just quickly mention our favorite pick mm-hmm. and if we have one, right, right, right. our least favorite pick. We're not going to force a least favorite. We're not going to, <clears throat> excuse me, reach on one. If we truly don't have a least favorite, we're going to move on to the next pick and Ooh. go from there, or move on to the next team and go from there. I told you guys off air, just for the sake of time, we're going to try to keep it to 90 seconds per team. Yeah. So, keep um, like, we're going to take turns going first. So, pretty much, yeah. like, I won't go first every time on these guys. You guys will get a chance to, you know, go first and pick who your favorite one was. 
So I guess, um, do you guys have any questions and are you guys ready to uh, to dive in here? I guess really quickly before we actually get into this, Randall Cobb. Hey. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean. We, it kind of came out of the blue. Like we didn't even, we were at, we were at work. I, I like I like the Al Wood signing more than I like the Randall Cobb signing. Yeah, and that just like randomly stuck up on us and, and Andy just started looking it up. And he was like, oh, Randall Cobb, who else are they going to fucking sign now? I mean, Packers I saw, Northeast. I mean, yeah. I, saw it, I saw it coming, you know, but, you know, it's a one-year deal. Bakhtiari's it's it's nice. good to have. It's good to have a guy that knows Hackett's system to where he can kind of be a coach on the field, a players, a player coach type of guy. You know, yeah, yeah. he's probably not going to see the field a whole lot, but he'll get in there on those crucial downs and you know when he's needed. But I like the signing. I think he's a good veteran presence. Yeah, he's one of Aaron's guys, so I out, mean, obviously it's going to add nothing but you know positives to that, especially that wide receiver group. Yeah, I, I like the Alwood sign though. I think that that really helps our interior defensive line. You know, we kind of lost a few pieces there, so I think that. You know, he started 14 games last year for the Seahawks, so I think that's a good pick for the middle of our defensive line. But Jets still making moves, man. We still got some money to spend, so we'll see what happens. Al Wood sounds like a professional wrestler. Yeah, he does. And he's built like one, (laughs) But I will say, worst-case scenario, Garrett Wilson's going to learn a thing or two from Randall Cobb. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, I don't think we're expecting him to come in here and put up an 1,100-yard season. No. Depth. There is going to be a critical third and nine. Mm-hmm. That he's going to pick up this season with just because of his chemistry and yeah. his connection with Aaron Rodgers, it's going to make the transition for Aaron Rodgers a lot smoother. Think of it like this: the way that you guys are catering to him, bringing in familiar players and like that, makes me feel like he would be comfortable coming back for another year. Oh yeah, no matter how this season goes. I mean, obviously, if he wins the Super Bowl, there's a chance he's walking up into the sunset, you know. Yeah. But any like all, you know, barring that, I think that this pretty much sets up. The Jets in a situation where they could have Aaron Rodgers for multiple seasons. You know, he just now, I mean, he's going to turn 40, I think. This year in December. Yeah, before the season is over. So, I mean, clearly we've seen quarterbacks play well into their 40s, including the guy whose footsteps he's following, Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be too shocked just given, you know, because, I mean, if it was just him by himself and things really didn't work out that well, then maybe he'd say one year no matter what happened, he'd be done, you know. But the fact that you guys are bringing in Lazard, you guys are bringing in Randall Cobb, probably not finished by any no. means. He's probably, he probably does have a say-so in some of the moves you guys are going to make, especially if things go well going into next offseason. If it really is the last hurrah, you could really, um, you know, see him have his fingerprints on the moves that the Jets make just because, you know, I mean, if he's balling out MVP form, they're going to want to listen to him. They're going to want to make him happy mm-hmm. and bring him back. Obviously, we're going to New York we're going to get to see Aaron Rodgers and many others, Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be several other um, players I'm looking forward to watching. But <laughs> May 11th is whenever the schedule is supposed to be coming out. Let's go. So that's whenever we'll know when, when sure. we're going. I will say, Falcons play on my birthday this year. Birthday is on a Sunday. Obviously, it could be a bye week. But my birthday is on an NFL Sunday. It is every seven years or so, depending on the leap year. Sometimes it skips forward <laughs> a little bit. But nonetheless, the last time the Falcons played on my birthday was New York Giants in Atlanta. It was on TV. Michael Vick acknowledged me on that exact same day. <laughs> great, absolute great time. Up until this past season, 2022, whenever we beat the Browns and I was there, and whenever we beat the Bucks and I was there, that was the last win that I saw in person. 2018, I was on a five-game losing streak going Damn. to going to watch them play. And that's tough. Yeah. You know, because that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It makes you rough. scared to go on trips. You're like, <laughs> damn, we're about to lose again. Am I really the bad juju? 
Yeah, so that's one thing. But I just kind of wanted to talk about the, you know, the Cobb news. Yeah. Kind of see how you felt about that. I didn't really get a chance to get your perspective on it. Obviously, you know, with, with what you guys already have there. I'm not expecting big things. But I do mm-hmm. think it's a net positive. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, just having him, like I mentioned, man, just being a, a veteran presence, a guy that knows Hackett's system can kind of, you know, get the younger guys kind of in motion and flow with the offense as well. And Aaron Rodgers has a safety blanket. You know what I mean? He's going to yeah. make he's gonna make big plays when it's needed. He may not be that 70, 80 catch guy. He might be a 30 catch guy, 40 catch guy, but, you know, he'll make those plays when it's needed. So I like it, man. Yeah, Mike, I think he hit it on the nail too. Like they've already shown signs that they're letting him in on all the decisions. So that's already leading to a good start. And, I mean, apparently, I mean, it's going to be a good – Three, four years with this guy's in you in this guy in his organization, but if we get more than two out of him, I'll yeah, be that's, happy. That's gonna be, that's gonna be great. Mean, so. He obviously won that trade. You know, speaking of those two trades, I mean, obviously, if he pays more than a couple of years, you guys definitely won that one. Yeah, and all it takes is a couple of years to recalibrate, mm-hmm. recoup all your draft capital. Mm-hmm. You'll be back to square one, and you can go swing for the fences again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. bring in another uh, ready quarterback if you're like, <clears throat> excuse me. Saul and company are like, you know what? Clearly, we're better at bringing in veterans than we are at drafting and developing. So let's just go ahead and keep swinging with the free agent route. That is, that is a possibility. <laughs> so picks. I guess we can kind of put a pin in it for there. Yes, sir. And I am glad. It does feel good to be talking Jets without the question marks. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I will mm-hmm. say the fact that now we can actually talk about them and know nice. what we're going to get and talk pure expectations – I'm all for that. Yeah, it is very nice. But, uh, Andy, are you down to start us off here with the Cardinals? Yeah, really man, quick? I'm let's down, do man. Let's, uh, let's get through these picks here. Uh, the Cardinals started their draft picks with Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle out of Ohio State. They had B.J. Ojolari, mm-hmm. LSU Edge, Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse, Michael Wilson, wide receiver Stanford, John Gaines the second UCLA offensive guard, quarterback from Houston, Clayton Toon, Owen Popo, Auburn linebacker, Kytrell Clark, Louisville, Louisville cornerback, and then West Virginia defensive tackle Dante Stills with their very last pick. And I'll go ahead and say this here. I like the Paris Johnson pick. Mm-hmm. I think he helps um, Kyler take that next leap. And I think these next two ones here with the Garrett Williams and the B.J. Jalari, I would say these three are probably my favorite just because yeah. I think they add some value to their defense where they where they absolutely needed it. And, you know, I think the, I think the Cardinals the Cardinals did – you know, fairly well in this draft. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you got to love their first pick with Paris Johnson, just helping out Kyler in the pocket and you know securing that you know his presence, his little ass in that in that offense or in that uh, in that pocket. But if BJ is anything like his brother um, Aziz over in uh, what was it? The Giants, mm-hmm. um, you know, if he has anything like his cut from the same cloth as his brother, man, he's going to be an impactful piece of that defense that they could just utilize, you know, on the edge as a linebacker, sitting in on a blitz, or even covering backs out of the out of the backfields, and he can he can lace up tight ends too. So, uh, I really love that pick. That one's one of my favorite ones, and uh, the Popov pick that was a that was a really good one too. He's got great value where they picked him up at. This is a guy who was you know projected second round and then they picked him up in the in the fifth i think it was so yeah the extremely valuable guy there you're going to get him you know special teams you can you can even sprinkle him in on on uh you know on defense a little bit so that's gonna be a good one yeah for sure um i'm just gonna be quick here paris johnson obviously the best pick that they had my yeah. favorite pick they drafted him at six could have drafted him at 12 they picked up an extra first rounder next year from houston and it's houston's actual pick because they mm-hmm. own the browns as well they own their pick and the browns and they gave them they gave them their own pick which is surprising to me because it's probably going to be top five yeah. if you know things work out how it's supposed to and that's not a shot at houston right 
they're just in a rebuild right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're not going to be number one overall pick, but I'm still expecting to be a pretty, uh, you know, good pick. The the draft class that I'm not necessarily, or the draft picks are that I'm not necessarily too high on. I suppose is Houston quarterback Clayton Toon, yeah, fifth round. I just don't necessarily agree that. I guess you should spend a fifth round pick on a quarterback. And in, yeah. in this stage of your rebuild, you need bodies, you need players that are going to contribute. Obviously, Kyler Murray is injured, but hell, if this guy is taking snaps when Kyler Murray's out, sure. then you're in you're in a bigger problem you're than what we thought, spot. you know. So clearly I feel like you could have gotten another talent there. But let's go ahead and like move that. on to the next team, Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. I'll go ahead and start this one off right now. B. John Robinson, obviously, eighth overall, pretty good pick, I would say. Matthew Bergeron, <laughs> Syracuse. Zach Harrison in the third round from Ohio State. Edge rusher Clark Phillips, the third cornerback from Utah. Demarcus Hellams, Alabama safety in the seventh round. And then Jovan Gwynn, South Carolina offensive guard in the seventh round as well. Obviously, Bijan is the best pick in this class, but I'm going to exclude him because that's too much of an obvious pick. Okay. And I feel like we had had a really good draft class. Number one, Matthew Bergeron. The Mm -hmm. Cowboys were debating on him and Mozzie Smith at pick 26. We traded up to get him at 38. He's going to start at left guard. exactly what we needed. Nice. But I'm going with Clark Phillips in the fourth round. Just what he can provide. Go back and look at the tape. If you watch this guy, he shut down Jordan Addison, Drake London. He also got a little bit of Jackson Smith and Jigba as well. This dude is just a a matchup nightmare. He's a physical corner. Feisty. He had a second-round grade by a lot of very smart football insiders, and we ended up getting him in the fourth round. An absolute steal. Clark Phillips III, a.k.a. CP3. Nice, nice, nice. I agree, man. I mean, this is... For me, I mean, I was going to exclude Bijan anyway, but yeah, Clark Phillips, dude, just getting him this late in the draft, I figured, I thought he was going to be gone in the second, third round at the latest, but yeah, for y'all to get him here, I, I think this is the home run pick, so that's that's my favorite one. Yeah, I'm going to keep mine quick with my favorite one. I, I love the Zach Harrison pick. You know, Edge, obviously, you guys have been knitting at this one really bad, needing this guy. I mean, he's a stud. He's 6'6", 270. Uh, he's long, big, and he's strong. Guy can, that can uh, push guys around and really set the edge for some teams. So I'm really glad that you guys finally got a guy that can contribute there on the defensive end. Baltimore Ravens, Terry, you want to go ahead and take over the reins for the AFC North team? I got it. Led off by Zay Flowers from Boston College, wide receiver, uh, with their first-round pick. Second round, which actually is their third round, Trent Simpson out of Clemson. Um, inside linebacker, Travius Robinson out of Old Miss, outside linebacker. Uh, Q Blue Kelly out of Stanford, cornerback. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to try young man out of Oregon's name. <laughs> offensive offensive tackle, tackle, yeah. Um, out of USA Offensive Guard, they, they're last selected. Um, Andrew Voorhees. Um, obviously, Zay Flowers, love it. Another weapon that they can, um, you know, Lamar can throw to. Get Rashad Bateman some help out there as well. Another guy that they can groom, guy they can put on rookie deals and keep for a long time. That's going to be my favorite one. Um, obviously love the Trimson, uh, Trenton Simpson. Golly, that's a tongue twister right there. Love that one as well. Um, not really familiar with the rest of the guys, but, um, you know, as long as they're getting help on that offensive side, I'm always glad for it. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious, you know, Zay Flowers adds some of that juice to, to the offensive side, but I like the Andrew Voorhees pick. I think, um, I watched a lot of USC games this year Mm -hmm. and him being in the seventh round, I know he was always going to be a late round guy anyway, but I think, you know, his undersized, I think he's always going to be that, you know, counted out guy. But I think he's going to be. Torres ACL, the combine right. during field workouts, did the bench press the very next day. The only reason he's in the seventh round. Right. If you had questions as to why the hell, he was supposed to be a second, third round yeah, pick. Yeah, exactly. At, at least. Day two for sure. Yep. So that's why they got him in the seventh round. And you're right, nail on the head. 
Andrew Voorhees is the, is the best pick Still of his here, man, because, I mean, just what he brought to that offensive line at USC, he was really their anchor. I mean, he was their captain, the guy that led that team in. And I think, yeah, due to injury, you know, he's probably not going to be around until probably mid-year maybe. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, a, a great value pick here for the future, and I think they hit it out of the park with this Yeah, one. like I said, love the, the Voorhees value that they got there. He's not going to play this season, but he could just be plugged right in there. Next year could start right next to Linderbaum. And they could just continue building that offensive line. Not extremely high on the Trent Simpson pick, just a clog a clog jam. Mm-hmm. I like the player, just the fit. They got Roquan Smith there right. already. They already got Patrick Queen. Not necessarily extremely high on you know them spending their second pick in the draft at a place where they might arguably be the deepest on their yeah. team. Zay Flowers, he's going to be, he's going to have success there, but at the same time, I almost feel like it's it's like getting burned by the same sword twice and that makes absolutely no sense but <laughs> same pretty much caliber of player it's like hollywood brown all over mm-hmm. again now, he's not the same player hollywood brown had a way more straight speed but if you look at the frame these are very small wide receivers who were expecting to be outliers but hollywood brown i saw firsthand he is he had real you know game-changing speed you look at his shiftiness was a flowers that's yeah, basically quick. what he lacks in the long speed he makes up for in short area quickness Going to be a great fit. Obviously, there with Rashad Bateman long-term, Odell for this season. But it's the Bateman and Flowers tandem with, obviously, Mark Andrews going forward that I do believe is going to be appealing. So I'm not going to crap on it. I just I wanted to see the Ravens try something different, something that yeah, we hadn't already Johnson. seen them try, and it wasn't enough to get past the Mahomes yeah. and, obviously, now the Joe Burrows of the world. But let's go ahead and move on to another team, the Buffalo Bills. Andy, you can go first here. All right, man. They uh, Let's start the draft off here with their first pick. Dalton Kincaid, hell of a pick. Mm-hmm. Osiris Torrance, offensive guard, Florida. Two-lane linebacker, Dorian Williams. Stud. Rec- Florida wide receiver, Justin Shorter. Offensive, ta- offensive guard from Mississippi, Nick Broker. And then offensive – or Oregon State cornerback, Alex Austin. Uh, I mean, I got to make the obvious pick here. Dalton Kincaid is a home run pick for them. Mm-hmm. Fits the offense, fits what they're going to do. He looks like a Buffalo Bill, damn it. So, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but that one and then the Osiris Torrance, I think their offensive tack, their offensive line was really a kind of a struggling point for them last year. I think it was it was kind of exposed. Josh Allen was running for his life a lot last year. So I think this is a good pick, good value pick mm-hmm. here. And uh, I think those are the two I'm going to go with. Yeah, my favorite pick for these Stooges is uh, Dorian Williams. Uh, he was a inside linebacker that's going to add value to that team. That's going to add a, a you know a key position that they were you know lacking last year. They got burnt a little bit over the middle. So, so this guy's the sideline, the sideline defender that they really need. Um, and lost Tremaine Edwards. Yeah, so. and lost Tremaine. So it's Edmonds. It's, yeah, Edmonds, yeah. yeah so. And and this is a good plug and play player right here. And uh, my least favorite is Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> Um, I don't really have a least favorite <laughs> on this. I will say I think Dalton Kincaid, I don't know. I, I just when you look at the way that the the Bills are building, and I don't want to spend too much long or spend too much time on this, obviously ninety yeah. seconds, but I just feel like the doll or the Bills are building a a group of pass catchers that are going to be extremely tough to guard in man coverage. Obviously Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs, what he brings. You already have now Dalton Kincaid, but Gabe Davis on the outside Mm -hmm. with that field stretch ability. Not because he's extremely fast, but he's just a hard body to guard downfield. And he can come down with contested catches, all that good stuff. But yeah, Kincaid's a solid pick. I like Osiris Torrance. I actually mocked him there in the first round several times. So that's kind of, I don't know, I just feel like that was a really good fit there. And just the Kincaid one, I'm hoping that him and Josh Allen have a phenomenal connection. Why? 
<laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and take it. Talked about one of you guys' division teams. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers, the divisional team in my division, Cousin mm-hmm. Mike's favorite NFL team. <laughs> yep. They started off first overall pick, Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama, Jonathan Mingo in the second round, wide receiver out of Ole Miss, DJ Johnson, outside linebacker out of Oregon, Chandler Zavala, guard out of NC State, and Jamie Robinson, a safety out of Florida State. Phenomenal draft. Yeah. They damn near hit every single one of their picks out of the park. I'm going to be honest. I love the Chandler Zavala pick, NC State. He was literally next to Iki Iquanu in college, and now they draft him. They're going to be right next to each other <laughs> in good. the NFL. Great pick That's there. Dope. They got him on day three. But my favorite pick, Jonathan Mingo. Amen. Yeah, me too. This Amen. dude too. is going to blow the doors off of his expectations. It reminds me of like you know those 2014 draft classes, or like the 2014 draft class where we saw Odell Beckham go. We saw yeah. Mike Evans go. We saw Sammy Watkins go, obviously, Brandon Cooks. Many wide receivers went. And then if you look at the second round, there was a guy by the name of Devontae Adams that fell to the Green Bay Packers. Great fit. Mm-hmm. Ended up being the best of the bunch. Arguably, Mike Evans has, a, has an argument there. I will always, you know, wave his flag. But just to be in the conversation and go after all those guys, I think Mingo's going to have an argument here when you look at the receivers that were getting talked about before him. There was literally four picked one after the other in the first round. Yep. And I think Mingo's going to have a good chance to uh, to be the best of the bunch. I mean, you look at the even the class with DK and A.J. Brown, I mean, those guys were all taken in the second round too. And he kind of has a lot of that similar, just that freak athlete ability, you know, those tough catches down the field, the one-handed catches, just a game-changing type player that you see and you're like, yeah, that guy's got it. Uh, this Mingo, Jonathan Mingo has it. And I, it's probably my favorite pick. Of course, yeah. the Bryce Young pick, I, I, I still think it's it's interesting to see. He's obviously going to be the starter, but uh, I know they drafted Car- Carroll last year, Corral. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what, you know, what kind of goes down in in, uh, in Carolina. But they got, a, they got a good little squad going here. Yeah, you got to love the Mingo pick as well because they're, you know, they just got re- rid of uh, DJ Moore. So you got to replace him with somebody. This guy is built like a running back, built kind of like DJ Moore. So you're not going to miss too much. You can still implement those packages that you still had with this guy there. And, I mean, this guy's a guy that could take some of the uh, pressure off of, off of Bryce Young. Um, so uh, this guy is going to be a, a great asset to that team. He's one of my favorites on this, on this whole uh, their whole pick. Right? Well, why don't you go and tell us about the Chicago Bears? They had a Bear pretty down. long Fuck draft class. Yeah, yeah one, two, did. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I believe. Bear Don. Okay, starting with their first pick, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, offensive tackle. Uh, Gervon Dexter out of Florida, defensive tackle. Uh, cornerback. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ty- Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami. Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. Defensive tackle. 
Roshan Jenkins or <laughs> Jenkins, Roshan Johnson, <laughs> Jenkins, huh? <laughs> out of Texas, running back. Um, Tyler Scott, Cincinnati wide receiver. Noel Sewell, Noah Sewell, God dang, out of Oregon, inside linebacker. Terrell Smith, Minnesota cornerback. Travis Bell, uh, Kinshaw State, defensive tackle. Kendall Williamson out of Stanford. He's a cornerback as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and state that Roshan Johnson will be my favorite one out of this whole drive clock. I think he is a guy. Didn't they just trade Montgomery as well? So They just cut year. him. They, they <clears throat> cut him? Okay, so, I mean, guy that will fill in. Cool Herbert's penciled in as a starter right now. Uh, he will He will get some playing time. I, I know Roshan will. And, uh, you know, he's already established that he will back up somebody and, you know, let them do the dirty work and him come in clean up. And I think that's a, a valuable spot. A valuable trait to have in a young man. So, uh, obviously, Darnell Wright's going to be a good one to give uh, Justin uh, Justin uh, Fields uh, just another pass blocker. Good, uh, a good guy that could bring in some some uh, uh, some time for him. So, uh, Justin's going to be. This is a, a year that we're not going to have all these questions at the line for him. So, uh, not much more that we can ask for young Justin here. Yeah, I like the Darnell Wright pick, and I also like the. I mean, obviously, Roshan pick. I'm interested in the Noah Sewell pick because his brother, obviously, Panay Sewell plays for the for the Lions, the same division. Oh, yeah. So, uh, well, I'm interested to see how that kind of works out there. But Darnell Wright, probably, I wanted him for the Jets, so uh, you know it's cool to see him go here. I think he's a he's a home run pick, so I'd say he's my favorite. Yeah, Darnell Wright, obviously, just phenomenal with what they get there, the piece of mold. Hopefully, their coaching staff can develop him. Not a big fan of the Gervon Dexter pick in the second round. I mean, they had two second round picks to draft him. 22nd pick in the second round, but it was just a, uh, I mean, his get off, I'm not a big fan of it, not a big fan of his motor, just didn't really jump off to me. He was not a huge fan of his game and the defensive tackle prospects. But, dude, whenever we're talking about that, like, you know, whenever you're a three point shooter and you might miss a couple, you might start hitting one, but you start, you get like four in a row and there's yeah. like, oh my gosh, this guy cannot miss. Yeah. That's what I was looking at with the Chicago Bears for the Zach Pickens, Roshan Johnson, Tyler Scott, and Noah Sewell pick. I, w- I want to be very clear. Don't expect to get the same type of production from Noah Sewell as you get from Panay. Right, right. They're not the same. You know, right. like Clay Matthews had a younger brother drafted in the NFL yeah. as well. I mean, we see younger brothers not live up to their older brother's, I guess, hype. Sometimes right. they, you know, excel. Look at T-J Amon Ross St. Saint Brown. Saint Brown. Easy. T.J. Brown <laughs> surpassed. But uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, another one I could think of is there was one. Oh, Nick Bosa, just oh, yeah. blowing past Joey Bosa. I mean, it is what it is. You know, just some uh, some younger brothers do actually come in and they're a little bit better, but I don't expect that here. Right. Penne is All just time. one of the best that I could talk about. But yeah, Tyler Scott, love that pick. Cincinnati was really hoping the Falcons would draft him because of his connection with Desmond Ritter. But uh, speaking of Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals are up next. Let's do it, man. LaFon, what do you think about their draft class? Man, I, I like their draft, draft class. And let's go ahead and start off here with their first pick, Clemson Edge, Miles Murphy. Michigan cornerback DJ Turner, mm-hmm. yeah, Alabama safety Jordan Battle, Purdue wide receiver Charlie Jones, Illinois running back Chase Brown, Princeton wide receiver Andre Isovius, Isovius, nice. I don't know yeah, something that's like close that. Enough. Michigan punter Brad Robbins and Miami cornerback DJ Ivy. I would say here, man, I like the Jordan Battle pick out of Alabama. I think just coming from Alabama, he's he's pro ready. He's ready to go. I think he's you know, they obviously lost both safeties, one to y'all, Mr. Um, Jesse Bates. So uh, they needed some, uh, some, some, you know, some players to fill in those gaps there. And then a Miles Murphy, I think he's 
went later than maybe he should have, and I think he's probably going to be one of those impact day one starters. So those mm-hmm. two guys, I don't really have a pick that's really bad here. I just think those two guys are the are the ones that are going to make the most difference. DJ Turner is going to be my favorite one here. He was one of the guys that I, I love coming out of the cornerback room this this draft class. He's a guy that's a lockdown corner. You can leave out there and trust a guy that could lock him with his speed. This guy's a speedster, can hang with the best of them. I think, you know, if you line him up with the likes of Tyreek and – and Jalen Waddle, he can hang with them. He I, did struggle with Quentin Jeffers or Quentin Johnston. Yeah, well, that was that, that was that was when he didn't have NFL type coaching and stuff. So okay, I think okay. a little bit gotcha. of a little bit work with him and everything. You know, he's gonna be a good guy. Uh, Chase Brown, fifth round, twin brother of Sidney Brown, who was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Uh, this guy right here can easily be their starting running back if they decide to part ways with Joe mm. Mixon if he gets in trouble for a recently. Some, Guns or something. There was some type of fucking incident that happened. I don't even yeah, know. I'm yeah. I'm done There's talking about Joe Mixon and off the field. Been doing it since 2014. Over it. Yep. <laughs> so, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Chase Brown. That's that's the one I like the most. Miles Murphy, phenomenal yeah, yeah, yeah. value there. Let's Love keep it. it in Ohio though. I'm gonna move on to Cleveland Browns. They didn't pick in the first two, so yeah. they didn't pick until. Obviously, day three. Well, round it was day three. two, but it was round, three. round right. three. So you know they they missed a lot of players, but dude, if you look at their draft class, they walked away with some flat out talent. Yeah, they did. Cedric Tillman in the third round. I love it. Siaki Ika from Baylor, defensive tackle in the third round. Two <laughs> fourth round picks: Dewan Jones, tackle out of Ohio State, and Isaiah McGuire, a defensive end out of Missouri. Core oh, or quarterback, five year starter from that. UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson that basically just bring in who knows how they could utilize him, but mm-hmm. they got some insurance regardless. I love that pick. Uh, Cameron Mitchell from Northwestern cornerback, and then Luke Whipler, center out of Ohio State. Two their last State. pick of the draft, that's their best pick. Yep. From like what it? he can bring, solidify immediately. I love the Dewan Jones pick. The dude is six seven, three hundred and something pounds. He's an absolute monster getting off the bus. I absolutely love getting Cedric Tillman. He's one of he's one of my favorite wide receivers. I was legitimately higher on him than Jalen Hyatt out of the two wide receivers, just yeah. as an NFL, you know, transition. I really love what he does from a contested catch standpoint. And who knows, Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt might blow the doors off. But either way, I really like Cedric Tillman. But yeah, that draft class, I'm walking away thinking they really got some talent despite not picking in the first yeah. two rounds. If you make a trade like they made and you forfeit the draft picks that you that you had to forfeit and you still walk away with this list of players mm-hmm. shout out andrew berry man because that was a job well done yeah, yeah. shout out absolutely i i'm just gonna talk about one guy the saki Ika pick i liked him in the pre-draft process i think yeah. he's just a, a a freaking bull in the middle of the, the defense i think he adds a lot to the you know just the middle and run defense and just his athleticism that he has and also the cedric tillman pick i also was was really high on him, also with Jan Hyatt as well. Um, I kind of gave the edge to Hyatt just a little bit, but Cedric Tillman here in the third. Uh, the Browns did what they could, and they they knocked out the, knocked it out of the park as good as best as they could, and this and you know the picks that they had. So, congrats to them. Yeah. I'm I'm a real big fan of DTR man. I, I I really love the pick. I didn't even know that he went to 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 Cleveland here, but I think it's a guy who could really come in and complement Deshaun really well. You're not going to miss too much from a guy with the same sort of assets the same sort of tools in the bag um dtr could throw it man he's got extremely good accuracy he can uh lead players all the way down the field make every throw a little undersized a little bit but man uh, cleveland's getting a dog here a guy that can come in and really establish himself and make himself a real pro pro so i, I really love that pick uh dewan jones golly 
Guy's six eight, fucking mammoth of a man, seven hundred pounds. Golly, this guy's gonna move some guys for Nick Chubb and, and all those boys in that backfield. It's gonna be amazing to watch. I'm ready to see these guys in action. Dallas Cowboys are up next. Mozzie Smith in the first round, defensive tackle. Luke Shoemaker, Michigan tight end in the second round, third round. DeMarvian Overshone, linebacker mm-hmm. from Texas. Valami Fajoko, San Jose, San Jose State defensive end. Asim Richards, North Carolina offensive tackle. Cornerback out of Southern Miss, Eric Scott Jr. Deuce Vaughn, running back out of Kansas State. And Jalen Brooks out of South Carolina. Terry, what did you take away from the draft class? Who's your favorite? Least favorite? Deuce Vaughn is my favorite. I love the the emotion, the the drama. The, the moment. The moment, yeah. It was so bigger than football. You know, his pops being a part of the organization, him asking him, does he want to come to work with him? It was it was so awesome. It was very emotional. That, just that alone was my favorite. Um, uh, I also love the Overshone pick. I mean, keeping a guy here in Texas, that, that's awesome to me. Not really, uh, not really sure um, that Jalen Brooks with their very last pick. I mean, that was you've already got a couple of guys in that wide receiver group. It's just going to add more guys to the special teams. Sometimes that's good, though. Yeah, yeah sometimes I mean, it is. Sometimes you need those extra guys. I, I like the Deuce Vaughn pick. I think even though there's a feel good story behind it, I think he also just adds value in that sixth yeah. round. I mean, yeah. losing Zeke this year, having Pollard, I know you're kind of. You know, you're kind of going to be in the in the short game of talking about run blocker or pass blocking running backs, but I think Deuce Vaughn has that ability, kind of like a Sproles type of guy, just to be a playmaker. And mm-hmm. you know, I think he kind of fits what Dallas is doing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with him. Didn't they Didn't they bring in a running back? Didn't the Cowboys bring in? I don't know that I know of. No, I know they lost Zeke and they still have Tony Pollard. That's really the only. Um... They brought in old boy from Buccaneers. I can't remember his name. Number twenty seven. Oh, Jones. Ronald Jones? Yeah. Okay. He's from Texas, too. He went to USC, but he's from Texas. I think that's who they brought in. Uh, Let's see here. Denver Broncos up next. They didn't pick until the final pick in the (laughs) second round. Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Drew Sanders, linebacker out of Arkansas. Riley Moss, Iowa cornerback. The only white cornerback that you drafted in a very long time. There's (laughs) jokes going around. There's, awesome. there's jokes going around saying that uh, the Broncos deserve a compensatory pick for selecting a minority corner. <laughs> but uh, J.L. Skinner, That's safety so out of Boise State, and Alex uh, Forsyth, JL, Oregon is, center. Is J.L. Skinner white as well? <laughs> J.L. Skinner is not, but he, like it's it's what I told you guys. Nah. His name is just J.L. I don't know if I told you guys that or not, if I was telling Caleb that downstairs. Nah. Yeah, his name is just yeah, JL. JL. There's no, it's not short for anything. Just straight up JL. <laughs> Dope. I'm not gonna lie. When I found that out, he went up my draft board. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Guys out cool. here walking around just calling himself JL. That's pretty dope. He could play ball. So. Yeah, absolutely. Just yeah, phenomenal JL, pick there. Man. But Andy, what were your what were your thoughts on this class? I, I like the Drew Sanders pick here at linebacker. First I mean, style. I think he's yeah versatile, athletic, mm-hmm. just kind of um, comes from the SEC, so you know he's played against the you know the great competition. I think he's just a good value pick here, man, and. And a defense that's already strong, and just add him to that mix and see what he can bring to the table. I, I like the, I like the Riley Moss pick, obviously, because you got to represent for the white folk. You know, coming yeah, out there yeah, playing yeah. on the corner, it's a, that's a tough spot to be out there. And, the you know, he might get exposed pretty early, but we'll see. I think if you're if you're worthy of being picked 83rd overall, you're probably a damn good player. So, um, you know, shout out to Riley Moss and um, shout out to Denver. I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna only talk about one, and that's. Uh... I think that Denver hit it right on the nail, man. It's Drew Sanders. You got to look at all the people in your division. You got to play against Pat. You got to play against Justin. You got to play against uh, who is it now? Um, Garoppolo. Um, These guys will sling it on you, and you got guys. You got to have guys that can cover in that back end. So this is a guy who can do it. Could come in day one and start for you and do that. All right. Well, 
obviously you guys talked about it. You guys didn't even mention Marvin Mims. Going to a Sean Payton offense with Russell Wilson throwing the ball. I know Russell Wilson might not be the hottest name on the block right now. He's but Russell Wilson. He's still going to have a nice weapon right here with uh, with old Marvin Mims. And I think he's going to fit in pretty damn good Facts. in the Denver Broncos offense. But let's talk about the Detroit Lions now. 12th overall in the first round, Jameer Gibbs, Alabama running back. 18th overall in the first round, Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell. And then in the second round, they had two picks, Sam Laporta, Iowa tied in, and then Brian Branch, Alabama safety. Hendon Hooker in the third round from Tennessee, the quarterback. Broderick Martin, Western Kentucky defensive tackle. Colby, oh, man. From William & Mary, honestly. That's that's (laughs) a tiny font. I will say from William & Mary offensive tackle, and then Anton Green from North Carolina, a wide receiver. Um, favorite pick in this entire class, probably Brian Branch, to be yeah. completely honest. The thing that makes yeah. this a, a really good pick is because in the, the draft process, Brian Branch was talked about as someone who could be the quote unquote Chauncey Gardner Johnson type in your defense where he could play safety, he could play corners, just a matchup night, a nightmare, can really hold his own close to the line of scrimmage, similar to CJ, GJ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they got Cindy Gardner Johnson in free agency the Detroit Lions, and now you draft Brian Branch. You have two of those players. Nice. You already are, you know, doing your thing, and, you know, we, we thought they'd maybe invest in the cornerback position. They really didn't in this draft at all, so who knows what their plan's on there. But obviously, Jameer Gibbs felt like that was a reach. Jack Campbell, I think that's a reach as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sam Laporta going to be a damn good tight end there, although they really don't necessarily rely on the tight end all that heavy, getting him in the second round just as your third pick. Great pick, and, I mean, just their class overall, I yeah, feel Hawkinson. like you draft them in a different order, and it makes a lot more sense. But getting that group of players, it's all that matters. Yeah, that's the thing. If they just switched it up in the orders, this would be an A-plus class. I think. I think, I mean, for me, it's really the – Sam Laporta all the way down to the Hinton Hooker pick. I mean, those three guys, I think Hinton Hooker has a chance to really, when he becomes healthy, to, you know, I know they're not, they're not committed to golf long term. Mm-hmm. I know he's playing mm-hmm. really good ball, but you get a guy here that's a rookie and he's going to be on a rookie deal and could really be that guy going forward after this year. And then Brian Branch, like you, you mentioned, and the Sam Laporta, I think for me, he was up there probably um, Kincaid is my favorite tight end of this yeah. class. So he's the all-time leader of receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, I believe, in Iowa. And there's been a lot of guys that come out of Iowa as tight ends. So uh, I think he's going to be a hell of a player. Yeah, I'm with you, Schmans. I, I love the Hinden Hooker pick. I, I just love because, like you said, they're not they're not attached to golf um, for very much longer. And, and Hinden just brings you another another different type of, of player at that position, a, a whole different – outlook at that spot um a guy who can stretch the field down the uh, with this um with his arm and with his legs uh, a guy that you can implement a lot more packages a lot more running um kind of things that you know uh, mcdc wants to imply in his offense so i think hinden will be a uh, a vital point in that offense one one time being Let's stay in the NFC North, move over to the Green Bay Packers 13th overall in the first round Lucas Van Ness defensive end out of Iowa Second round, they had two picks: Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State, and then Jalen Re- or Jaden Reed, sorry, from Michigan State, wide receiver. They also go a tight end again in the third round, double dip from South Dakota State, Tucker Craft, Corey Wooden from uh, Auburn, mm-hmm. defensive tackle in the fourth round, fifth round, Sean Clifford, quarterback out of Penn State, did not expect that. Um, another fifth round pick they had: Dontavion Wicks from Virginia, wide receiver, Carl Brooks, Bowling Green, defensive end, a place kicker from Auburn in the sixth round. Anders Carlson, I believe. So mm-hmm. I didn't really dip into the the kickers, punters, anything like that in this draft class. <laughs> 
didn't expect to need to hear their name or anything like that. But in the seventh round, they had four picks. Carrington Valentine from Kentucky. Lou Nichols III, Central Michigan. Anthony Johnson Jr. from Iowa State. And then Grant DuBose from Charlotte, wide receiver. I believe this is young Terrence Minifield. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, obviously love the Luke Van Ness pick. Um, the streak of them not picking a offensive player, weapon, slash type player in the first round continues. Um, but they do come in the second round and get Musgraves. I think that's going to be extremely valuable to Jordan Love. Uh, kind of, you know, a later blossoming player in his career. So a guy like Musgraves is going to be a good security blanket for him. Um, Jalen Reed is also going to be a guy that's going to come in and add a little bit of value to that offense. Uh, he's a speedster that can that can just open the field up for a lot of these players and a guy that, that Jordan can really uh, find down the field. So, yeah, those are two guys that I really like for this draft class. I also like the, the Jaden Reed pick. I think he's good value there. I think he adds some stuff to the offense. I will say the question for me is uh, the Tucker Craft when you just take a, a tight end at 42. Yeah. I don't know why you turn Double back dipping. around and take another one there. I think you could have added more value there. I, just, I don't like that pick very much, but that's those are that's my kind of summary on that class. Well, let's Damn, see. Green Bay did have a fucking haul, though. They got. I like Tucker Craft. I like Luke Musgrave. It's clearly, they're trying to rebuild that tight end room. Um, other than that, though, I, mean, I could just focus on Lucas Van Ness. I think, you know, like I said, if not year one, it's going to be year two. This dude's going to be a good defensive end for Hell them. Yeah. Critical part of their defense. Moving on to the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud, second overall, quarterback out of Ohio State, third overall, Will Anderson, Alabama outside linebacker, Juice Scruggs, Penn State center, Nathaniel Dell, Houston wide receiver, keeping him right there at home, yes, sir. Dylan Horton, TCU defensive end, they get another Alabama defender from Henry To'o To'o, inside linebacker, Jarrett Patterson, Notre Dame center, Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State wide receiver, and Brandon Hill from Pittsburgh. LaFon, this class is yours. All right, man. I, I, man, I really love what the Texans have done, man. Mm-hmm. I think they – you know, with just taking C.J. Stroud with all the doubt that they had and then turning back around, trading it, getting back to Will Anderson, I think you got two guys that can really potentially, you know, transition into that next phase of what you're trying to do. And then I like the Tank Dell and the Henry Toa Toa pick. I think Tank Dell is just a game-changer type, you know, Deshaun Jackson type player that can really just take the top off of defense. And then Toa Toa is just uh, all around just – a gnat on the field, just going to make plays on defense. So I think Houston hit it out of the park here, man. Yeah. Um, as you, if, if we're talking about like really essential needs, I, I don't think, I mean, last year. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Davis Mills was, was getting sacked left and right. So, I mean, they didn't. 
do anything for the offensive lineup. So I would think that was probably my worst pick of their draft because I really like what they did here. I mean, if they picked the offensive guard, tackled, I would really um, bolster my opinion about it. But obviously the C.J. Stroud just making that quarterback shift from Davis Mills to a guy that could be the face of the organization, that's going to be nice to see. And then adding another face of the defense right here, Will Anderson. you got to love these first two picks that these guys did. No doubt, no doubt. Love the C.J. Stroud pick. I hope he pans out. Yeah, man. Obviously, for the sake of our buddy Kevin, for Texas fans all over, just Shout out, Kev. we really want them to, to turn a new leaf here and, and be going in the right direction. Two Scruggs and Jarrett Patterson, two centers. I thought that was a little bit odd. Centers well, usually don't get that. drafted, period. And the fact that they got two of them was a little strange. They had a very specific draft uh, strategy. And they were not scared to trade up to get their players, obviously, as they you know did just that with yeah. Will Anderson. Let's move on to another team in the AFC South. We're actually talking about three in a row here. Yeah, Indianapolis Colts, fourth overall to get Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Julius Brents, Kansas State cornerback. Josh Downs, North Carolina wide receiver. Break Freeland, BYU offensive tackle. Out of team, man, I always butcher this name. Out of Tamiwa. Adebarre. Adebarre is, is the only part oh, we yeah. know there because he is a monster. He fell to the fourth round. Absolutely surprised me. Northwestern defensive end. Darius Rush, cornerback out of South Carolina. Daniel Scott, Cal- University of California, safety. Will Mallory, Miami tight end. Evan Hull, Northwestern running back. Titus Leo, Wagner, inside linebacker. Jalen Jones, Texas A&M cornerback. And Jake Witt, Northern Michigan offensive tackle. I love the Josh Downs pick and fit here mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, but it's obviously Anthony Richardson. I mean, he's going to be their um, their hopeful next Josh Allen, you yeah. know, like just that freak quarterback with the size, the arm strength. I mean, he's even more athletic, obviously, yeah, than Josh Allen. Athlete. So this guy truly is one of a kind, and hopefully he can pen out for the Colts. Adebarre, value there in the fourth round. Love that one. Don't really have anything negative to say because the, their later round picks I'm not extremely familiar with. Darius Rush is another good pick that they had there in the interior. Or no, 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 sorry, sorry, cornerback. Um, let's see. Yeah, just out of Barre. That was really the only interior defensive lineman pick yeah. that they made on yeah. their entire draft. I guess that's one area yeah. that but they're pretty strong at with Quiddy Page, DeForest Buckner. But any quick thoughts on the Colts? Yeah, I like the Julius Brintz pick. I mean, I think this Kansas State defensive back, I think he kind of went under the radar this year. And, you know, him getting that he's a long, lanky body, has long arms. You know, can contest every pass there is. So I think just really their top three picks, Anthony Richardson's, Josh Downs, and Julius Brents are my favorite. Yeah, Josh Downs has to be my favorite other than Anthony Richardson's, a guy that's going to come in and um, add weapon uh, to that offense, add another weapon to that offense. I mean, the only one that can really think of right right now is Michael Pittman. And, um, yeah, that's really it. Uh, but I really, like you said, Mike, I really hope that Anthony Richardson pans out. This is a guy um, who's – whose ceiling is super high. I mean, if you can tap into any of that potential, we've got a superstar on our hands, man. And I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing just the this whole division with the new the new assets, the new quarterback battles. It's gonna be fun to watch. Let's see. All right, for the sake of time, we're no longer going to name off the entire draft classes, only I like because that. I mean the Jags have like <laughs> yeah, a thirteen player so class much. here. I don't and think that's going to be a fucking. The that, further we go down, the more I'm going to butcher these names, and so a lot more people are going to be picked. Scroll through and look at which one you have, and gotcha. if, if you need me to, I can let you know if you guys don't have them pulled up. But as far as the Jaguars go here, I believe it's on you, young uh, Terrence Benefield. Yes, sir. Favorite pick, least favorite pick. Alrighty, here. Um, obviously, we want to keep um, 
T-Law standing straight up. So any offensive help here. So Anton Harrison here out of Oklahoma, their offensive tackle pick. Big guy, 6'4", 315 pounds. Um, his strength is just moving guys out of the way. And um, if once we get him in a pass-blocking um system and and tutelage and all that it's going to be a, a great pan a great weapon that's gonna you know help t-law in that in that offense yeah i like the i like the tank bigsby pick here the running back i think he's going to be a nice little spark that, that they can have in that offense they need some running back help too so uh, i know with etn i know he's probably going to need a running mate there and then of course anton harrison i know they you know their left tackle got suspended for the first six games yeah. he's probably not going to be there next year either so uh, they kind of had to you – know, kind of got Jude into picking that guy there. So, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, like I guess that. I'll go with those two guys. Uh, I really like the Antonio Johnson pick. Uh, he's not a ball skills or ball hawk type of guy, but he is a phenomenal defensive back that provides great size. Getting him in on day three in the third round – or in the fifth round, sorry. That's great value there for the Jags. I love that one. Obviously, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. Just love seeing him get drafted in the first round. Kansas City in their draft class. Let's see here. Andy, is there anybody, since this is technically your your turn here, is there, is there any pick that jumps out to you for the defending champs? I mean, I like the Rasheed Rice. I think just uh, adding another weapon for them is going to be, you know, something fun for for that whole offense. Uh, you know, I like the, the edge pick. They kept the Kansas State guy there. And I know that Kansas State's obviously not in Missouri, but – uh, I think they just were pretty much just picking for value, just best player available at, yeah. at all their spots because they don't really need a whole lot. But the Rasheed Rice pick, I think, is going to be a fun one. Yeah, I think you. I think you're right. I think they went BPA, um, you know, where they were picking at. So yeah, Rasheed Rice is a is a great guy, an extinction route runner. That's something that they really haven't had these past couple of years. An extinction guy that will go up and catch the ball, a natural runner, a natural. A route runner and a, a hands guy that will that's not catching with his chest and he's he, he will he will uh, go up and, and grab the balls out of the air so this guy that Patrick Mahomes will fall in love with yeah and Aduke Uzama I just think that that's going to be a pick that works out for them for whatever reason I just I truly believe that they know how to develop their own yep. and I just think that's going to be no different here as far as the Los Angeles Chargers, I mean, I like the Quentin Johnson pick. It provides Honestly, a mm-hmm. long-term plan there. They also get two more players from TCU, Darius Davis, a wide receiver, another one, Max and then Max Duggan, Duggan mm-hmm. quarterback. I got to say, I don't really see the yeah, that's, that's the point in that other than, you know, you, you want to get another camp body in there, maybe develop, flip, trade him down the line or something. I doubt he's going to be much of a hot commodity or anything, but maybe, if anything – It'll help make your first-round pick feel more comfortable. Who has that chemistry? <laughs> but what do you guys think about the Chargers? I like the the Tule, Tule Paluto pick. Poopa. Well, I, I, like I said, I've watched a lot of USC, and he he was they're really one of their best defensive players, a, you know, a guy that can play off the edge and, and stuff the run. And then obviously Dion Henley, one of my favorite guys coming into the draft. Hey, Getting him at the 85th pick is a, is a great value. I know they're not uh, – they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on uh, Kenneth Murray, so mm-hmm. – um, you know, just another replacement guy there that, that's probably going to end up being better than he was. So, uh, I think they did pretty good here. L- obviously, love TCU. So, yeah. Um, yeah. shout out to the Chargers, man. Yeah, I love the Quentin Johnson pick out of TCU. Yeah. Uh, a guy that's a deep threat, a speed guy that could do it, that could take the top off as well. Guy who can just come in and, and will add just another tool for Justin Herbert. Uh, a guy that could go in with when uh, Mike Williams goes down, and when it's inevitable that he's going to miss some time. Uh, Quentin Johnson is a is a is a uh, durable kind of guy, and uh, hopefully he'll fill those roles when those guys come out. Moving on to the other Los Angeles team, the Rams. They got Steve Avila in the second round. Their first 
pick that they made in a very long time. It's felt like, yeah, I like that one. Just you know, you got to build somewhere, you got to start somewhere. Getting a quality offensive lineman is a damn good place to start. Byron Young from Tennessee defensive end. I really like that one as well. Stetson Bennett. I feel like that one was kind of a you don't really need to make this pick, but hey, what the hell? Get him in there behind another former Georgia Bulldog and Matthew Stafford. Yes, sir. Maybe you'll get the best case scenario. Davis Allen tied in out of Clemson. He was a lot higher a couple of years ago. Fell a little bit, but nonetheless, um, going to Sean McVay's offense. Can't go wrong there. And Zach Evans, running back out of Ole Miss, former number one player in the country. So that's definitely a, a nice little get there. Any thoughts on the Rams draft class? I mean, not really anything here. I don't think they had any kind of like out-of-the-park picks here. I think that it's kind of played it safe. But, you know, we'll see Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams kind of had a, a down year last year, but we'll see how they bounce back. Yeah, I mean, the Stetson Bennett is really – kind of the one that sticks out the most and it's not for good reasons i mean what what i mean you're not getting a different type of player other you know than matthew stafford so i don't see the, the reason of selecting him but i mean you're getting a guy that's a, that's a winner so uh it's kind of a double-edged sword here uh I, I really like the kid but i mean yeah i don't think he he brings any value he's already he's going to be 26 when he comes into the league, I mean, he's going to have to soak it up real quick. I know that he's he went to Georgia, and he looks like a kind of a player that can do all that. But, I mean, I, I just don't know. I just don't see it. Las Vegas Raiders up next. Tyree Wilson, Michael Mayer, baby. That's really all I care about. They got Christopher <laughs> Smith there in the fifth round. But, man, they double-dipped, you know, the first two rounds. They hit it out of the park, in my Facts. personal opinion. Some pretty, pretty quality players. But, man, I love that Mayer pick. Yeah, me too, man. The mayor pick and also the Tyree Wilson. I think him and matching him up with um, – I'm going blank. Who's 98 there? Crosby? Yep. I think matching him up with that guy is just going to – it's what you need in that division. I mean, the quarterbacks you got to chase down yep. just, the def- exactly. just to play defense there. I mean, you, you got to be ready. And, and the fact that the Raiders are already behind the sticks with the quarterback position, uh, you got to do what you can on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that one is their uh, the pick that it means the most. I love the Aiden O'Connell pick out of Purdue. He's the quarterback that can come in and challenge Jimmy Garoppolo. He's kind of the same caliber, uh, stay in the pocket kind of guy, uh, who's stridey if he, he if he can make it out on the edges. Um, but a durable guy here. Uh, not really too much of an injury issue with this guy. So uh, I think it it brings value. To, uh, speaking on the guy that you have there at the quarterback, I mean. This guy's been in and out. He's injury prone. So Aiden O'Connell is a guy that can step in, I think could really be a Brock Purdy to that. Um, uh, who's the Raiders? <laughs> yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Cam Smith, we're talking about the Miami Dolphins now. Sorry, right. moving on to their draft class. They only had four players in this entire class. I can go yeah. ahead and say theirs. Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina. Devon Chain, Texas A&M running back. Elijah Higgins, wide receiver out of Stanford. And Ryan Hayes, offensive tackle out of Michigan. I love the A chain fit. Oh yeah, just it's it's just a great fit, mm-hmm. like a glove, perfect there. And obviously, Cam Smith just makes their defensive back room even more stout than what it already was. Yeah, I mean, imagine Cam Smith and then having um, Jalen Ramsey on the other side now is a big is a big time. Xavier Howard too, right? And Xavier Howard's there as mm-hmm. well. So you're gonna have a pretty good cornerback room. Someone uh, good good for this young guy to come in there and learn. And A chain, I think, you know, home run guy, you know, guy that can be a, a thousand yard guy from the start. So. You know, we'll see how the Dolphins play this one, but I like their draft class. Yeah, the Dolphins are putting together a fucking track team as their specialist players. Devon A-Chain is a 4-3 running back flat. I mean, this guy could speed. This guy's a a, a 
home run rating to happen. So he's going to fit like a glove, like you said, Mike. Minnesota Vikings, they get two USC players, Jordan Addison and Mekhi Blackman, wide receiver and cornerback. And then they double-dipped on LSU players. They got Jay <laughs> Ward, safety, and then Jacqueline Roy, defensive tackle. So they really were trying to keep players close to each other, I guess. Yeah. You know, double-dipping for sure back-to-back. But Jordan Addison going in to be a wide receiver, too, to learn from Justin Jefferson, already mm. have an established quarterback and a smart offensive play caller. Just a great landing spot for him, yep. no doubt. And I think he's going to have a phenomenal rookie season. Yeah, Addison, man, the pick here is, is is almost a home run. You kind of called it on draft night. When you saw that he was on the board and they were here, they had to take him. And home run pick, man, he's going to fit right in. Yeah, I don't think there's any more better fit style um, person to learn from than Justin Jefferson for Jordan Addison. I think this is going to be uh, a match made in heaven for these two guys. New England Patriots. What? Dude. Pretty damn good draft class. What? Not even going to lie to you, bud. Yep. Keon White and Christian Gonzalez, yep. two rookie starters. Already plugged oh, yeah. those two in. Oh, yeah. But your last two corners that you drafted, Amir Speed from Michigan State and then Isaiah Bolden from Jackson State, the only HBCU corner mm-hmm. or player in general that was drafted. Mm-hmm. Those are Talk two phenomenal picks that are going to pan out because you talked about it. You guys develop corners and are able to, to find these gyms every single year. You had one fall into your lap with Christian Gonzalez, and then obviously you went in the seventh round and said, "Screw it, we're gonna get a couple, get a couple more guys <laughs> to pair with the, you know, what you guys already have there with Jack Jones and you know the other players." But Terry, any thoughts here on this class? Yeah, obviously our first round pick. I mean, it has me sold that next year we're not gonna be getting uh, beat on the outside. Uh, Christian Gonzalez is a a generational type of corner man, and we tend to find these type of players in the later drafts like you hit on what we did find too that I think they're going to pan out really well special teams and making their uh, presence felt on uh, on defense but Christian Gonzalez is a guy that's going to make me very happy in the season locking down the likes of Tyreeks and um, you know in the bigger game once we get to the Super Bowl when we lock down you know guys like Kelsey and uh, <laughs> bigger guys like that. So uh, mm-hmm. Christian Gonzalez is going to line up everywhere, take down people's number ones, and they're most impactful players. So I'm excited for this young man to join us. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the Patriots. They did shout their out. thing. You know, they they, they look so pissed going to the Patriots, yeah. both with players. Keon you know, Wright like, and Christian Gonzalez. They were both pissed about their fall. It was yeah. unfortunate yeah, it was the fall. that they were like not embracing the camp. moment with joy. Yeah. I will, I want to ask you guys what what is your opinion on drafting punters and kickers? Don't so, do it. Don't yeah, do it. Is, is that is that okay? Stop. I am right there with you. I am right there with you. Why the fuck? And we drafted both a kicker and a punter. Yeah, I think so. uh, Bill Belichick. He um, was definitely I just getting don't up understand. there for sure. But let's go ahead and move on to another team that I don't care too much about: the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> Brian Brissy, great pick. Isaiah Foskey, great pick. A.T. Perry in the sixth round, I love that one as well. Just, they did a good job. I got to give him credit. They really did. <coughs> so, yeah, Brissy, someone I'm not going to look forward to uh, seeing very often. I think I think a guy that you can kind of, you know, just kind of be under the radar is Jake Hayner uh, from Fresno State. Two Fresno State quarterbacks on the roster, one in uh, Derek Carr, and then you got uh, Jake Hayner here. I think he can, you know, be a guy that's kind of surprising. He has the arm talent. He has the quick release. He doesn't necessarily have the size, but like I said, I watched a lot of that 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 conference last year, and he was one of the players I, you know, kind of circled. He could be a good one. And then Brian Brisey, of course, or Brisey. I think he's uh, the 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 roof on that guy is incredible. So you know, the Saints did their thing. Yeah, yeah. I love the Kendra Miller pick on here from TCU running back, a guy that's 
can come in and give you flashes of it, of Alvin Kamara, a guy that can do the same thing, and you won't miss a beat. So I think he fits like a glove here. So i got to be honest with you guys. We're going to move on to another team, the New York Giants. But if there was one team in the NFL yeah. that I am – that I feel like – is in sync with my thought process, with my philosophies, with the way that I build a team. Yeah. It's the New York Giants. Okay. Straight up. Their draft classes the past two years since they've gotten Dayball and company have blown it out of the water. And not only that, but they're in line with the players that I'm high on. I feel like it is just a match made in heaven. And I, I'm happy with Arthur Smith, but the year before that, whenever whenever because Dayball got hired the year after Arthur Smith. Yeah. But the year that we hired Arthur, I was pounding the table pretty yeah, damn I remember hard that. for Brian Dayball. Mm-hmm. And, and he stayed in, in Buffalo and then the year after. Yeah, and then year after went to New York. And, mm-hmm. hey, I'm fine with Arthur Smith. I love the identity, the offense he's going to have this year. It's going to be absolutely insane. We'll talk more about it on a later episode. But Brian Dayball, though, and just these New York Giants, they draft what I want. Every single pick, <laughs> I love it. Deontay Banks, John Michael Schmitz, Jalen Hyatt, Eric Gray. I mean, they just nailed it out of the park. I, I got to say, though, Deontay Banks, six foot 197. Yes, sir. Beast. He has the the build to be that. That next piece, you know, they already got Dexter Lawrence. They already got Kevon Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Now you look at what they're doing on the offensive side. Obviously, they're they're definitely trying to keep their own with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones bringing in players. I like what the Giants are doing, man. I got to be honest. And, you know, clearly Banks, John Michael Schmidt, these are the guys that really, really did it for me. Yeah, I mean, they, just, they stuck to their identity here. I mean, Deontay Banks adds that. That dog to the outside, and then Jalen Hyatt there yes, in, the, sir. in the third round. I mean, just add another weapon to that offense. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of receiving help as it is, so getting him is a, is a big-time play. Yeah, I think that's the the main key here. Jalen Hyatt, didn't he win the Belutnikov? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy Should have went to Marvin Harrison, but yeah. Yeah. yeah they just got stats, though. Debatable, debatable. But, yeah, this guy, I mean, he hands down one of the best uh, hands uh, possession receiver in this class so this is value to daniel jones right here andy those new york football jets what picked you like what didn't you like well uh, i mean i really liked all of our picks honestly i mean the, the will mcdonald i know people are going to say it's a reach but i think a lot of the times at iowa state he wasn't really playing in that wide nine that he that he should be playing in he was playing a lot in the in the a gap and the mm-hmm. b gaps and the four technique and the four eye and you're bringing him on the inside getting him sucked in there he's not that type of guy but he he Led Iowa State in all kinds of sacks. Led the the Big Twelve or whatever, and uh, I think Will McDonald just when you get him to the true outside and get him rushing after quarterback. I think he's going to be a big impact. And then the two tackle or the two linemen that we got with back to back picks and Joe Tipman and uh, Carter Warren. I think Joe Tipman's a, is a center that's versatile. He can mm-hmm. pull. Uh, just having Brees Hall running behind that guy. He's a six five center. You know, reminds me just of a, just a guy that's going to you know, really be that staple in our offensive line. I think he's a home run pick there. I really just really top to bottom Israel Ab, Ab, Abnikanda. I think he's a lot like a, you know, a, a Alvin Kamara type back, just that speed. You want to talk about track teams. Look at the jets are putting together. I mean, we got a lot of track guys, a lot of speed yeah, guys, whatever. whatever. Uh, so it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun, a fun year for the jets, man. Yeah. My uh, favorite out of these two just as well is um, Zach Koontz. Your very last pick is a freak of nature guy who um, his last year was cut short by injuries, but you could just tell he was just starting to figure out six, seven, 250 pound tight end guy who's just going to be wide open at all times. Uh, a, a big guy that's a security blanket for a Rods, man. It's going to be, 
it's going to be nice for him to to learn from one of the greatest, and I'm I'm looking forward to see his career and how it flourishes. Philadelphia Eagles, one of the more star-studded draft classes. Go Obviously, ahead. two first-round picks. That's going to do it for you there. But when you have Howie Roseman pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. You're in good hands. Jalen Carter is obviously the most phenomenal pick, a blue chip player. They got a nine overall. To pair to their already stout defensive line, he fell to a damn good spot where he's going to have the, the support. Plenty other Bulldogs. Yeah, so he's in a great spot. You got to love what you saw from Jalen Carter, obviously Nolan Smith, Tyler Steen, Sidney Brown, the twin brother of, you know, the running back from Cincinnati we talked about. Kate or Keely Ringo, who they might be moving to safety, which I personally feel like is a good spot Amen. for him. I said that in the pre-draft. Because he does have a little bit of uh, Trevon Diggs in his game, and I think Trevon Diggs could be an all-pro safety. He's a damn good corner too, but we all know what he's good at and what he's not good at, and with his ball-hawking skills, his speed, and just his all-around skill set, you put him as like a single high safety that could just play that robber role, I think Diggs would really thrive and uh, I think that hopefully they might have uh, Keely Ringo do that for the Philadelphia Eagles. Use that speed. You know, don't match him up one-on-one. Just let him close some ground. But what do you guys think about the Eagles class? Uh, I like the Keely Ringo pick. I think they got him late with some value. I didn't expect him to fall that low. But like you mentioned, man, just a dynamic player. I liked him, too, as a safety in the pre-draft process. I thought he looked a lot like a safety player type. Um, just a all-around playmaker. I mean, he's around the ball. He can get the ball out of there. So uh, I really like that pick. I, I, you know, obviously I love every single uh, pick that the, the the Eagles had, but there's just one that really kind of threw me off. I haven't really given a, one of my least favorites out of these guys in a while. So Tanner McKee, it would be my my least favorite out of these this draft class the Eagles did. Um, a guy that I wanted to see fall somewhere else, like um, a team that you know throws the ball a little bit more, uh, that has a little bit more of a pocket present kind of offense. I uh, wanted to see him like in the Rams or at, at the Saints. Um, but, you know, that was kind of questionable to me. But all the other picks were all home runs. Let's go ahead and move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And I will say shout out to Howard Poole. Shout out, Howard. Shout patron out. of the year so far. He's sure. making a very, very strong case for patron of the year here in 2023. He made a very generous patron pledge. So that's why he is, you know, obviously a certified funky, and he is Thanks, just Howard. as certified as it gets. So we're going to talk about your Steelers here. Certified. I love their draft class. We'll start there. Broderick Jones. I'm sure Andy and some other New York Jets fans are a little bit ticked off that you guys <laughs> jumped in front of them yep. to, uh, to grab that offensive lineman. But you didn't You're stop welcome. there. Joey Porter Jr. to start off the second round. Keanu Benton, the Wisconsin defensive tackle. I promise you. He's Beast. going to find a home in Pittsburgh, and he's going to be there for a very long time. He fits like a glove. They love these big, you know, defensive nose tackles Bud. that could sit there in the middle of their three-four defense and Bud. just just hog up offensive linemen and take two to three of them at a time and free up guys oh, yeah. like T.J. Watt to do their thing. Bud. Obviously, Cam Hayward and you know the other stars on that defensive he's line. Six-four, three hundred pounds. Darnell Washington. Another pass catcher that's an alpha on their offense. Don't forget about George Pickens. Now, this is Philadelphia East, I guess, because, hey, they're a Pennsylvania team. A bunch of Georgia players aren't going to be very far from each other. When you look at Roger Jones, Darnell Mm -hmm. Washington, George Pickens, and obviously everything that they're doing over there in Philadelphia. Uh, Nick Herbig, Wisconsin, outside linebacker. They nailed it. Mm -hmm. Like, seriously, Malcolm Brogdon, he went 6 for 10, three-point, against the uh, 76ers tonight. Could not miss. Yeah. You might as well put him in a Steelers jersey right now because <laughs> they could not miss in the draft. Love the Joey Porter pick. Love the Keanu Benton Love pick. That. Just they nailed this. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I mean, obviously those top three picks or four picks really are really big ones. But I, I like the Nick Herbig pick. I think he's obviously not that game breaker off the edge guy like a like a Watt or you know a Miles Garrett, but he's a, a very good complement to T.J. Watt and what they already have going on there. I think he's another Wisconsin guy. He's got that edge to him, so. I love that pick, and of course, you know the top four picks. I think they just hit it out of the park all around. Pittsburgh just did their thing. So shout out to Howard Poole. Y'all got a great draft class, my my guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, ready to see Joey Porter in that in that Steelers uniform, man. That's gonna be awesome. Just the uh, the storyline behind him and the historic uh, figure that his pops is, and you want to see how if he can fit the shoes or um, how he brings. Uh, legacy back to that last name, man. It's going to be awesome to see him just flourish and be an NFL player. No doubt, no doubt. Now, uh, you know that Joey Porter Jr. was there with his dad whenever he won Super Bowl Forty against yeah, they got Seattle. Pictures. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The Seattle Seahawks are the next team that we're going to talk about <laughs> here, and they had one of the best draft classes in the entire fucking league. Devon Witherspoon, one of the mm. best defensive players in the entire draft. Yep. Talk to me in three years. We could be talking about Devon Witherspoon being the best defensive player in this entire draft class. Thanks. Obviously, Jackson Smith and Jigba, talk to me in three years. There's a chance <laughs> that he could be the best wide receiver from this entire draft class. Derek Hall, obviously, edge rusher out of Auburn. I feel like their first three picks, you really couldn't get much better than that. Zach Chardonnay, running back Dale out of Goodwin. UCLA. Excuse me. They they nailed it, man. They really did. And obviously, some of their later picks you can you can you can gamble when you're the Seahawks. Yeah, they hit on fifth and sixth rounders. So I'm not going to sleep on any of these guys. Although I will say, Jarek Reed, the second from New Mexico, it's one of if any of them are standing out, it's probably that one. Yeah. But yeah, what do you guys think? I like the. I mean, they obviously love running backs. Zach Charbonnet. They 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 draft running backs left and right, and they usually do pretty damn good if they can stay healthy. So I love that pick. And obviously the Jackson Smith and the Jigma, I think he just adds that extra wrinkle that they need and, you know, a replacement down the way. So uh, shout out to the Seahawks. Shout out to my stepdad, Chris. He loves the Seahawks. Shout so uh, I know he's going to be happy about this. Yeah, one. I absolutely love the Charbonnet pick, man. This guy's going to fit in like a glove there. He He's a guy that will that will slam it down your throat and will help Gino in the pass game. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see him in that offense. Um, next 49ers got to be honest guys 49ers suck at drafting they are lucky that they have the best coach in the league that can legitimately make shit turn into diet coke like they they legitimately can I was going to say the same shit dude like they year after year they have shitty drafts they trade up mortgage their future for Trey Lance nobody Mm -hmm. fucking says a thing that he's not even their quarterback of the future right now it's the guy they drafted with the last pick last year it's irrelevant and I'm just saying man first round Third round, seventh round, it don't matter. These guys miss year after year, but they have the God. Kyle Shanahan pulling the strings, so it don't matter. He could legitimately make – I'm not even lying. If us three were starters in his offense, we'd be serviceable. Let's go. I could play right guard. Hey. I don't don't really have much to say about this draft class. I mean, no names are jumping off. I think – I was going to say the same thing. I didn't want to be harsh, but I think San Fran just – got to, man. They deserve it. Their draft class is just – I mean, in the second or there's for their second pick, they go for a place kicker. Yeah. And honestly, let's let's not. Yeah. We don't even have to go over this. Yeah. Makes let's me go. moody. Let's go. Let's go on to the next team. How about moody. that? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kalaja Kansi, I think they might play him at edge rusher from what I'm from what I've heard. Yeah, would be a smart uh, smart move there. Although he is compared to Grady Jarrett, I don't think Grady would work out full time at edge. Although he has beaten some some tackles when he lines oh, yeah. up out there from time to time. Cody Mock, North Dakota State offensive tackle. Yaya Diaby, another good pick there. Yeah, yeah. The Bucks did a pretty good job. Yeah, they did all right. 
for sure. And I know that Andy's ready to rapid fire through this. I see the sweat dripping off his head. It's a little hot here. <laughs> it is hot. I'll be honest. I don't know why that fan is off, but it's hotter than usual. I got my cutoffs on. We'll definitely good. adjust to that. But Terry, you got anything on the Bucks? Not really. I love the Kalajikanti, man. That one, that's going to be a very good fit. Tennessee Titans up next. Peter Skronsky started it off for him. Will Levis, <laughs> Tajay Spears. That's honestly my favorite pick of the entire class Same. because of the way he compliments Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry probably won't be there in 10 months, possibly sooner. Who knows? All I know is, for as long as they have Derek, this is the perfect compliment for him. Yeah, I agree. I like the Peter Skronsky. I even like the Will Levis here in the in the top really? of the second. I think, I think he's just a, it was a value pick there. I think they're excited about him, and you know they get themselves a Tannehill Jr. So it's cool, you know, good for the Titans. And then they didn't really upgrade there, but I do like the pick. And of course, Tajay Spears watched him in that bowl game against USC, and he went off. So uh, shout-out to Tajay Spears, and that's a great pick for them. Man, it's just questionable to me, the Will Levis pick. I just don't understand. I mean, they, they picked Malik Willis last year. Uh, do they just completely give up on him? Do they just really they that have. meme uh, or they that have. little video, that viral video? You're not that guy now. Yeah. You're, just chill out. You're not that guy now. They They gave up on him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, obviously, the Peter Skronsky one is going to be the best one here. This guy's a, a general rush officer and ta- tackle here, and uh, they found him. Uh, pretty little, what's it, 11th? So that's a very good value um, in the offensive of tackle here. The Washington Commanders, what? final team we'll talk about here. I really hope with Emmanuel Forbes, mm. I've never wanted to be more wrong on a player than I am with him. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird. Man. I want this dude to pan players. out and just be an absolute freak ball hawk. Take his 14 interceptions that he got in college and bring him over here to the NFL and just be a nightmare for the for the opposing quarterbacks in the NFC East. Just I do like the uh, Jatavius Martin pick, though, from Illinois. That safety just – that secondary room that they had there at Illinois was absolutely Facts. freaky. When you look Facts. at Sidney Brown, obviously, Devon Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Jatavius Martin, they had a lot of people go pretty early in the draft, so clearly they have some beasts. I don't understand how they didn't do better. Yeah, it's weird. Just uh, being completely honest there. But any final thoughts here on this final draft class? No, I mean, I, I like the Ricky Stromberg pick, this, this, the, the center. I think it adds some value there. But I am kind of in question with the Manuel Forbes. I think yeah, that, man. I think that was a huge reach. I think they could have got him later. Um, but, you know, it well, is what it is. It is the Washington Commanders, so you never know what to expect. But I hope, like you mentioned, man, I hope he balls out. I hope he ends up being a good player. But his size is what always is going to get. Yeah, nice. what is he, like 150-something? 166. Yeah, that's, that's a and long. people are just saying, oh, I had 20 pounds to him. Do you not think they tried? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. not think Mississippi State said, hey, we should probably add some weight on this guy? Right. Like, no, I, I assume they probably tried. Like, I, I imagine that the Mississippi State, you know, conditioning and, you know, training staff is decent. It's yeah, pretty damn good. Up. Yeah. So, yeah. who knows, though? Like I said, I mean, it didn't affect him in college. He was drafted right. ahead of a lot of good corners. Yeah, so I was going to say. I so, mean, the jury's still out. Like I said, this is the one player where if we're talking in November and this dude just become one of the best young corners yeah. in the league and for sure one of the best rookie corners I'd be happy to see that. Yeah, if you can ball, if you can play ball, you can you can ball. I mean, no matter what size you are, if you can if you can go out there, lace them up, and complete with the best with them, shit, they're gonna have you out there. It's just there was a lot more. Like Christian Gonzalez was still on the board. Joey Porter was still on the board. Uh, I definitely would have taken those guys before him. That's my only. Who knows? Mark. Who knows? Yeah, true. Time will tell, but that does do it for us here Let's on go. our 2023 draft coverage specifically. Uh, shout out to you guys. It was a long journey. Like I said, a lot of work goes into it. We are here at the finish line finally. Shout out to Cousin Mike, obviously, Big shout out to him. for his contributions as well. Um, I'm not going to really go into you know too many shout outs and all that good stuff <laughs> because obviously we just had episode 300, but since then, since episode 300... There has been a little bit of news, nothing too crazy, but I will say the episode 300, mm-hmm. the... 2023 round one recap that we did was our big highest time. downloaded show big in football time. function history big time. by a big margin. 
big time. And obviously, and what's crazy though, whenever I saw that, two thoughts came to mind. Number one, I was extremely proud of you guys just for the work that's gone gone into this, all that good stuff. But number two, I honestly wished I would have said something more meaningful in that episode because of the amount of ears that it got to and, you know, the amount of people that it reached. Number one, obviously, we love football. We, you know, if you know me, obsessed is putting it mildly. Like, football for my life for pretty much as long as I can remember. Sympathical. But there are some bigger things in life that we, I feel like, you know, if that many people were listening, I, I wish I would have, you know, touched on. Like, I mean, we didn't, we could have spent a little bit of time to talk about mental health or depression or yeah. things like that. Because yeah. when you have that many people, obviously, you know, somebody is going through some one. shit, you know? And I look at that and I was kind of just thinking like, it's just, it's, I thought it was strange to me that that thought immediately came to my mind that yeah. that's what I really wanted that's to do dope. because like, I don't know, like there are probably some people out there who aren't ready to face what they're going through or they're not ready to attack it head on they're getting there still everybody has their own path their own journey to all that they all go through what they go through but one thing i did want to make sure to get out there is that it is not wrong shameful embarrassing or anything to ask for help you know to reach out to people that you love that you trust that you know are going to be you know a listening ear that you can talk to that you know will tell you everything's going to be all right and talk to you through things, you know? Because, I mean, everybody goes goes through things. You know, you hear about other people's problems. They make you feel a little bit better about yours sometimes because you realize, damn, you know, some people do got it worse than me, you know? And you just have to really keep that in perspective. And I don't know, just that's kind of one thing that that crossed my mind is, yeah, as important as episode 300 was, as much as I loved covering the draft, that was really fun. It was just a great night. The Celtics eliminated the Hawks that same night. Just, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a while before I have a night that good. And, that's one thing that, that kind of stepped out. I was like, man, I wish I would have said a little bit more meaningful things that are actually going to leave an impact. Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to give a shout out to anybody, you know, who who is possibly going through it, man. You know, it, it's a real it's a real battle out there. Life is not fake. This isn't a, a simulation, although sometimes it feels like it. Sometimes Some it feels like it time isn't real, but <laughs> most likely it is. And, uh, yeah, like it's it's one of those things. Like you're not alone. That's that's one thing I wanted to make sure that you know. Nice. is like, I mean, obviously we have a little community here with the football function, mm-hmm. all of our certified funkies. We're good at listening. As good as we are at talking, and sometimes that's debatable. Yeah, yeah, But we are decent at listening as well. (laughs) So I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, us here at Football Function, whether it is Terry, Andy, myself, or Cousin Mike, we are always, you know, thinking about you guys positively. And we want you guys to for sure have, you know, as many good days as you can. Absolutely. I mean, I always always say it's all the time, man. Just be kind. You really don't know. What anybody's going through, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dive too far into it because, you know, it is, it's just, you know, Mike did really well and, and, and touched right. on all the, on the, all the spots of it all, but uh, just be kind, spread, spread positive words. And like, I've, I've always said to, you know, to a lot of people, you, I, I've been one just, just for myself, you know, I've been one of the guys that keeps things behind closed doors and, and puts on a smile and, and acts happy when shit is kind of hitting the fan on the mm-hmm. other side. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody's been through it. We've all gone through times of, of just stress and anxiety. And, and so just be kind. You never know the person with a smile could be dealing with the most and, you know, they're just trying to make their day better. So just be kind. And, you know, there's really no room for, uh, being, being assholes or being dicks Thanks. to people. So, uh, just, uh, always be kind. Yeah, I like that, guys. That's that's awesome. And and Mike, that's it's kind of um, if there was like any like a, a sort of podcast maturity, I think that's kind of 
what that was that you that thing that just popped up into your head the first thing that you thought of was man i should have been more impactful for these guys but that's all that's always what next year's for man we, we grow from these things we learn and um hopefully next year we'll have a bigger audience to where we could you know really give them the business and, and let them know that you know mental health and all that shit is serious i mean if you don't have your mental straight um there's a lot of things that's, that could be happening um and, and if you don't if you're not in a straight state of mind it's just going to be worse it's, it's 2023 guys it, that stigma of a manly man um you know shouldn't be in the forefront of, of any guy's thought process uh, i myself has seen plenty of therapists and um i was that guy that you know thought that they were witch doctors that they were um you know they didn't help a damn thing but hey you go in there and you really lay it out on the line and, and really speak your mind to a person that's that's trained to that, listen to you yeah that, that has, went to school actually, for this you know, shit. certified in that area. yeah it is very um relaxing it is very calming and something that you know i think every guy needs there's nothing wrong with going and expressing feelings guys can have feelings too um you know especially me having house full of girls i am a very emotional guy and i am proudful of saying that so you know all you manly men out there let's let's take a step back from that little stigma and let's find our sensitive side and let's open up be be happy uh hold the door open to our, for a person say yes ma'am no ma'am you know be genuine be a a kind person like andy said a lot more uh happiness will go along in the world if that happens uh, you guys stay safe out there. Love each and every one of y'all. Um, we'll see you next time. No doubt, no doubt. Um, great stuff coming. Well said, both of you. But uh, yeah, we got some we got some good stuff down the pike. Draft season's over. Now we can officially get into that next chapter. Birthday's coming up. I do. Yeah, Terrence is in the field here in a couple days. Happy birthday! You've. I'm glad that you said that because we have gone years. Yeah. Where your birthday will come, and I'm like, why didn't you fucking yeah, say something? I didn't, didn't want to have man. that. After that's the on show. us too. But we know. Terry's birthday's on Cinco de Mayo. He doesn't have to say Cinco it. Mayo. But these days creep up. Okay. You know, I didn't know it was 420 until it was 420. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. Today's 420. Cool. You know, and that's just one of those things where it's like days creep up on you the older you get. Thanks. And yeah, I'll miss my birthday if, you know, it wasn't during football season. But either way, uh, looking forward to the good things coming. I got one of my favorite episodes that I'm going to be recording. Hopefully you guys can join me on that because I really want to bounce it off of you. And, you know, I'm really... I'm really proud of this one. Feels like some of my best work that I've done since we've been doing this. Obviously, I already told you the yeah. the time that went into it. So yeah, um, can't wait. Not gonna keep you guys very much longer. Gotta gotta get out of this hot box here. But <laughs> without a doubt, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank yes, you sir. for supporting us throughout this journey. Damn right. Through the 300 episodes, I'm hoping some of those downloads, some of those listeners that listen to the round one recap, will we'll stick around. You know, we'll come yeah, come back. Come back. back. Join us through the rest of the offseason as we get into the 2023 season. What? A lot of fun stuff. Tell a friend if you haven't already. Why don't you Please. just go ahead and spread the word and just let people know that they should be listening to the Football Function Podcast Damn if they're right. not already. And hey, do you like your boy Howard Poole? Subscribe on Patreon. Get the ads out of the way. And you yourself Shout could give him some competition for the Certified Funky of the Year. Because right now... Him's in the he, he, he's running away with that bad boy. He's looking like the Boston Celtics out there. But either way, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, put a Shut bow up. on it. Put a bow on the 2023 draft cycle. One more time. Great job, guys. Another one in the books. Thanks, dude. Looking forward to next year. It's going to be here before you guys know it. So, you damn know, just right. be prepared. But with all that being said, guys, have a damn good rest of your week. Walk passionately in the direction of your dreams. And we'll talk to you soon.